As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast, where we are going to overcome our fears, doubts, and insecurities. I'm your host, Felicia Wallace, and I would like for you to join me on my journey to slaying my own self-doubt, and hopefully you slaying some of yours as well. Let's get started. Hey now, welcome to another episode of the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast. It's your girl, Felicia Wallace. So first, I want to just thank everybody for listening to last week's episode. I got a lot of great feedback from that episode, which was the imposter syndrome. If you haven't heard it, you need to go listen because it's something that I think that is important for all of us, whether you're starting a business, starting a family, doing anything in your life, making a change, transitioning into anything, sometimes just getting out of your own head and understanding like where some of these things come from and where this self-doubt and these insecurities kind of live within us to be able to address them I think it's just having a conversation because once it's said and it's out there and you're aware of it then the only thing you could do is continue to do the same thing or change it right so this is all about change I want to just thank everybody for listening I saw that you know we definitely got some new rating and reviews on the um podcast platform so don't forget if you haven't already to subscribe rate and review on either apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and iHeartRadio. um if you were watching or you know on ig yesterday or um in my ig stories i sent out um just a question to say that we were going to dig deeper this week into imposter syndrome if anybody had anything they wanted to ask so i did get a question that we're going to talk about today i feel like that it because doing this podcast I literally sit here and I talk to myself but it's like my own thoughts and so it's just like whatever's randomly in my head I just kind of say it and (laughs) sometimes I'm like you know it's just me talking about me talking about me right I feel like Snoop Dogg I want to thank myself for myself for everything about myself right but I want to include you all into the conversation and I was trying to figure out as opposed to what's the best way to do that um and for me right now the best way to do that is to have you ask me a question and for me to answer it as opposed to I could have answered it on the IG stories but I felt like it was a really good question that I think that actually is probably going to take up the time that I was going to talk about today and so then We'll talk about what I, my original topic next week. If you do have any questions in between now and next week, I have a new email address. It's Felicia at 
com. I'll put that in the show notes. I'll also put in the show notes the information for the Facebook community. If you haven't already joined it, there will go. We can also go deeper into the conversation there if you have any additional questions. Also, um, you'll get exclusive information about any events or products or services that I have. Like you will be the first to know when it starts coming out. So you want to go ahead and hop on in there before you uh, miss out on whenever it's happening. I mean, of course, I'll announce it on here too, but go ahead and join the Facebook community. So um, we're going to jump right into the question from one of our listeners. Um, I'm not going to name uh, the name, but so the young lady asks, where in the, remember this is in regards to imposter syndrome where does it come from and how do we get rid of it some practical tips and reminders so if we remember from last week wikipedia said that imposter syndrome is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud so one of the things that the, like the biggest part of this, you know, definition is like a psychological pattern, right? So it's all in our minds. But the question is that where does that come from? Because no, like kids don't have that. Kids think they can do anything. Kids think they can fly. Kids think they can jump off a, a building and not break any bones. Like kids believe that they're Iron Man or Thor or whatever like they think that if they get the same thing that they have oh they can do the same thing so it isn't anything that we are born into right it is if it's a pattern that means the pattern had to start somewhere so I think it comes from three different places if I had to and I and if I think about um the three places that I think I would say that they would come from two of the places I would say would probably be my experience. Maybe, well, I could say maybe all three. So no, I would say all three. So just in different areas of my life. So I would say the first one is your environment. I believe that you um, can become a product of your environment. If you are in a environment that is a lot of negative talk, a lot of um, down putting people and degrading them and making them feel like they can't do anything or talking down to people that you will internalize that. And anybody that tells you any different they that's they line um we all you know back in the day used to say sticks and stones may break my bones but words would never hurt that is a lie words do hurt they hurt people's feelings and words also generally what they will do is they create the person right because some people are who they are based on what somebody else told them right whether or not they empowered them or they um I don't know what another word, you know, like the opposite of empower. So whether or not they empowered them or took their power back, right? So they, you have the opportunity in every time that you talk to somebody to either uplift them or put them down. That's is Those are the only two options that anybody has. And so I think that if you live or you are in an environment when you have people who are not uplifting you, having people who don't believe in your capabilities or what it is that you want to do, then that makes you feel like, well, maybe I really can't do it, even though you're actually doing it. So the imposter syndrome is that here's the thing you're doing whatever it is that you think that you kind of suck at that's basically what it is right so as 
even and the more you do it, the more you kind of feel like, oh my God, I can't believe, I can't believe, whatever, whatever, right? So if it's in an environment, you say, for instance, for a kid that's in school, if you're in school or you think about um if you're in school and you feel like you're doing really, really good and you're getting, you know, pretty good grades and maybe not just straight A's, but say you're getting decent grades, but you just, you know, whatever the case may be. Sometimes it's that person who's just like, oh, you could do better than this or like in a negative way. Um, it, it could be at your job or like for me, when I say how I, it was effective to me environments, it was like when I got my last job. So my job, somebody, like I said um, before that somebody reached out to me, told me that they, you know, wanted me there when I first got it. And I could tell by the people's face, like they didn't believe that I could do it. I mean, honestly I didn't believe I could do it either but it was just because I had never done it that didn't mean that I couldn't do it I just hadn't done it right so I felt nervous about it but the doubt that they had in me like me knowing that they said that oh you guys she got six months and she has to prove herself always was in the back of my mind like I'm not good enough I'm not as good as these other leaders who have had 10 years of leadership even though I was out leading them even though I could run circles around them even after 15 years or 11 I'm sorry 11 years being in that position I still felt like I was not good enough because that that moment replayed in my mind no matter the fact that my office was making money no matter the fact that you know I was always under budget no matter the fact that I was the one that people were coming to and I was the one that people pretty much depended on and would end up uh, reaching back to to say hey can you help me with this or whatever the case may be and for me I still felt like I was always proving myself like oh let me do this because they don't think I can do it well girl you 11 years in how do you still not feel that way but it was in my brain and once it was in there you keep replaying that movie over and over again right so if you live in an environment that's like that especially um, like if your parents were like that, right? And so I know that there's some people whose parents were very negative, who felt like that they, their kids couldn't accomplish anything and they just sucked and, you know, they just didn't have anything nice to say. Some of it is because they don't know better and that's just how they were. Some of it is just the fact that maybe they were jealous of their kids because they were doing better. There's always these different types of situations, but you have to figure out like, what was your environment like? Your environment, it your home in your relationships that includes your girlfriends that includes your boyfriends that includes your husband that includes your family it's not just about your parents it's all the relationships because like I said my experience had nothing to do with the people that I was in close connection with it had everything to do with that job with that actually set me up to where I am right now but it was that that planted that seed that made me feel like "Ah, I'm not really sure if this is really what I can do the other thing I would say would be your past failures so say you you know apply for all these jobs you're trying to get into a program or you're trying to get into you know something you're trying to do something you end up telling yourself again it's a repeated pattern like I'm not good enough they not they're not taking me because of this maybe it's because of that mate you know and so then you start thinking all these things why people are saying no you're trying to figure out why people are saying no you're not going to know why people don't hire people and I'm saying that from somebody who used to hire and fire people nobody will really tell you the other thing is like past 
failed relationships, depending on what the scenario is that will hinder you in other relationships where you feel like that you may not be good enough for something. So for me in my past relationship that, you know, ended or whatever, and that whole how we broke up and how that whole thing ended made me scared about whatever the next thing was like whatever my next relationship was I did not know whether or not a I was going to feel the same way I felt before b whether or not the same thing was going to happen again how I was going to handle it all of those things and so I can and I think I've said this before like I can remember on my wedding day like literally on my wedding day driving to the venue and praying and just saying God like you've halfway gotten me somewhere before and then you took it all away and I still did not feel feel like even though it was happening like it was happening but I still was just like well maybe this isn't real maybe this isn't actually happening maybe I like maybe he doesn't well what if he doesn't show up like all these things are happening and of course I know like my my like the logical side of me is like girl you know you get getting married but because of my past hurt and because of my past pain it had me in that moment when the best thing that was happening to me had me doubting and fearing what if those things were not going to happen right and so then the third thing is just yourself like sometimes you can tell yourself oh maybe I'm not I'm not as good as those other people. Like I said, it doesn't matter where it could, it, like all of those things could have stemmed from one thing. All of this stuff could stem from one person telling you one time that you suck at something and then you take that and you put it into every single thing that you touch. And it's not true. It, it you once you know that it's not true then you only you can control that so that goes to the next question of how do we get rid of it I honestly don't know whether or not it goes away right because every time you try something new and every time that you're stepping out on faith and you're believing in something else to happen like you're believing for something else to happen. I don't know whether or not the imposter syndrome will go away. You will always feel like, for me, I feel like, I think I will always feel like, what if I can't do this? But I have to turn the volume down, right? I have to turn the volume down on my doubt and remind myself of what it is that I am capable of so that would go into like practical tips and reminders right so for me a lot of what keeps me going and continues to help me to move forward regardless of whether or not I'm scared is my faith like I believe that God will get me through because in those situations where I had the imposter syndrome in my environment when you know, somebody counted me out because I was too young and I had no experience. I outlasted every single one of them. And I still have a name there where people are still saying, you know, we really miss you. You are truly missed. Like people, there's things that I know that I left my mark there. Correct? Right. Yes. I'm saying correct. Like y'all sitting here. (laughs) But I got no idea that, but that was God. Like God put his hand in that. So no matter how afraid I was or how scared I was, God said, I got you. And he carried me through that. Even with that relationship ending the way it did and me having all those fears and me thinking it was my fault and me thinking that I should have done something different. God carried me through that too. Even 
through all the turmoil, through all the pain, through all the transition, he carried me through that to show me like, I got you with myself and my own confidence and, and believing in me. It's about trusting in him. And so for me, my reminder every day is that God has already proven to me that I'm worth it. And I think sometimes the basis of, I'm not going to say sometimes the basis of the imposter syndrome is that you don't feel worthy. You don't feel like you deserve it. You don't feel like that. Even when you were your cruddiest of cruddiest self, because we've all been cruddy, whether you think you was cruddy or not, trust me, you was cruddy. Even my like sinful self, even myself who, you know, didn't do the right things, who did lie, who did do things that were wrong to people, who wasn't kind, who wasn't forgiven. Like God still sees fit for me to be able to do his work. Like I'm still chosen. I'm still worthy. Like he chose me. And I remind myself of that every single day, even in the, and I, you know, I've said this a thousand times so far, but at least 22, cause this is now the 22nd episode. But every single time I start this podcast, I am so nervous. Even if I know, like, I know what I'm gonna talk about. I'm so excited, whatever, whatever. I am nervous. Cause I'll be like, oh god like are you sure like I'm still asking him are you sure and and I know like if he had like if he was here he'd be like seriously are you again you asking me for another week whether or not yes yes I chose you yes you are here yes you are supposed to be doing this and when those things happen I told y'all before I always get like a message a, a email a dm something of somebody just being like your message truly truly blessed me like this is definitely what you're supposed to be doing and so he continues he continues to remind me so some of the reminders we just have to pay attention to God reminds you every day that he chose you. God reminds you every day that you are chosen. God reminds you every day that you are worthy. Like that is something that we struggle with, like feeling worthy. And it's about being worthy to him, not for other people or anything like this. It's like, you see me like he sees us and he knows that He's already designed our life. He's already knows where he wants us to go. And when you start to get into, yeah, my cousin calls it your sweet spot. Like when you start to get into your sweet spot and you're there and you are watching these things happen and God is moving in your life in such a way that you know it ain't you, it's scary. And so then that's when the imposter syndrome clicks in and you know, you can't do that. And that, you know, the devil is like he is out to kill, steal, and destroy. That's just what he's going to do. And sometimes it don't take nothing but a moment to just distract you or put a thought into your head to have you just go like, I can't do it. And, you know, I know that I know the video that replays in my mind over and over again, but I have to Again, I have to turn it off when I start to see it or I start to think it. And I know that the God, that the devil is just trying to get me to just like 
get off of the path that I'm on. I have to pause. I got to listen to some worship music. I read the Bible. I just do something um, because I'm just like, that's not, it's not true. And so sometimes I have to just tell myself, it's not true. Look in the mirror and tell yourself, it's not true. You know, you all know that I struggle with um, one of the major insecurities is my face and the fact that I have Bell's palsy and I was reminded last week, I think listening to, I don't know if somebody was talking to me. Oh, I know I do. It was in a meeting and they were talking about, um, the story. Now y'all know I be knowing stuff, but I'm just going to be honest. Like I didn't look this up. So I'll be having to look stuff up if I need to look into the Bible, but I'm going to just tell you, I don't know who it is, but y'all know the person that had the thorn in their side, right? So that's me. The thorn in my side is my, the fact that my face is still crooked. Right. And they talk about how like God just, that he pleaded with him over and over again to take it away. And if y'all knew the prayers that I have prayed to ask God to just take it away, even though everybody else is like, I don't even notice it. I don't see it. I don't think that is my thorn is one is my reminder for me to say, despite that, despite that thing, like God is keeping it there for me so that I know that it's not me because he knows that that's something I'm insecure about. He knows that that's something that bothers me for doing certain things or whatever have you. Right. So that's going to stay with me. I'm clear with that, even though it's still something that I'm like, I wish, you know, because it's still in the back of my mind, but the enemy also knows that. Right. So he'll play on that. He will, you know, like I said, sometimes I've said this before that when I'm talking, and I'm getting into this conversation like my word slur or um certain things happen that probably don't happen to most people you know with my face and my eye and it is just a reminder that like the same thing that God knows the enemy knows it's just a matter of who's using it for your benefit right because the information is same way with people people know stuff about you it just depends on how they choose to see you if they choose to see you as who you were not who God is intending you to be or not the the good things that are happening those are the things that are keep you going backwards um that was like a derailment but okay (laughs) the in regards to like practical tips so for me it's um devotional so I use um the bible app and I take I use devotionals I got devotionals about everything confidence um trust faith worry marriage friendships uh anxiety doubt I I use those frequently because, you know, the devotional part is coming from regular people telling their stories. So it reminds me that I'm not alone. And two, it correlates with the Bible, which is what backs up what God says about me. So how can I be doubtful about my abilities when God says that I had, like he chose me when God says that he designed me, when God says that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, when he says that I am the one who gave you all of these things and nobody else can take that from you. When he says that this is how he created me, when he says for me to make these moves and do these things, like I can't, I can't argue with him because again, because my faith is so strong, I have no choice but to believe him because if I trust him, 
I have to trust all of him. I can't just trust bits and pieces. I have to trust the parts that are still scary, right? Um, books. I read a lot of books or listen to audibles, but I like to read the books too. So like I read, um, I read, uh, like Rachel Hollis's books. So like girl, wash my face and, um, girl, stop apologizing. There's another book I've read called confident heart. I can't remember. Her last name is Swoop. I think the first name is Renee. Um, I've read Sarah Jake's uh, Robbers book called Don't Settle for Safe. So I read a lot of books that will empower me and uplift me and are stories from other women who have been in the same situation as me or something there like it, right? Because when you see other people doing what it is that you're trying to do, it gives you the confidence that it's possible, right? Even if they don't have the same struggles, but the struggles are kind of sorter like yours or you can relate to it you'll be like oh yeah I can do that um last thing I would say is affirmations I did say this last week it's just affirming yourself I shared some affirmations uh last week on my IG page of things that I tell myself every day I tell I look in the mirror in in my bathroom and I say I am worthy I am enough I am chosen I am proud of the woman that I am becoming you know, I am, I believe in my abilities. I believe in my gifts. I release, rebuke, self-doubt. I don't want it. And because you have to reverse what it is you're telling yourself because I was telling myself I didn't deserve it. I was telling myself I wasn't worthy. I was telling myself I I do have self-doubt. I am afraid. I am anxious. So you have to reverse the story that you're telling yourself. The very first thing above anything else, um, one of the things that I do it within my small group, but really for me, how I started my journey was I had to write down the stuff that was screwed up with me. What are the things that bother me? Like I needed to tell the truth about myself for myself in order for me to get over it. If I couldn't say some things about me to know that it was the truth why how how could I convince anybody else or how could I change how I felt about myself if I really felt this way you know like it's some things that I had to deal with for myself that had nothing to do with anybody else it was my own guilt it was my own shame it was my own fear it was things that I did either to myself or made certain decisions that I necessarily as an adult didn't really agree with or whatever the case may be. Um, but I had to look at that. So I wrote, I told y'all I journal a lot. I wrote in my journal, all the things that I didn't like about myself, all the things that I wish I had changed all the, not wish I changed. Cause I don't want to change anything, but you know, the things that, like I said, the story that replays in your mind, what am I afraid of? What is it this scary? What do I have doubts about? What do I have anxiety about? What am I not happy with? What things do I wish I didn't do? Like, who am I? Who was I? Was I like, I like I, I think I've said before, forgiveness was like my biggest thing because I felt like I have to forgive nobody. Like, why? Why should I have to do that? That somebody did me dirty and that's just me. Like I was content in being like, I'm good with coding a grudge and it don't matter to me because at the end of the day, they did something to me. Well, I done done some stuff to other people too and they forgave me. So what makes me so much better than them? But it was me having to look at me and tell me like, 
So you, uh, is that what we going to do? You going to act like that you wasn't the same way. You going to act like that you was old. You, you going to act like that you ain't have no, no, no shit with you. You going to act like that. Like my mama used to say, your shit did stink too. Right. And, and at the end of the day, my shit still stinks sometimes because I'm a work in progress. We all are a work in progress. So this whole imposter syndrome is the story that we tell ourselves. The thing that we have to rid ourselves of is nobody else's job to clear you from your shit but you that's that's just point blank whatever you dealing with that's your business to take care of it ain't your it ain't your husband's it ain't your sister it ain't your cousin it ain't your mother it ain't your father now if they played a part in it okay then they let them be accountable for that but you are supposed to do your work. Nobody else can do your work for you. And a lot of people that I've talked to over the years expect for other people to change before they're going to make change. No, you got to start with you. If you want to be, you're the one who's unhappy. You're the one who has the self-doubt. You are the one who has anxiety. You are the one who is afraid. Like I was the one who had the problem. So I'm the one who has to fix it. So I hope that answers your question. If it didn't, let me know. Um, I know I told y'all once I get to going, sometimes I just be all over the place. But that was just a really, really good question for me. And I really feel like that digging deep into these things is what we need to do. Honestly, we just have to tell the truth. We got to tell the truth about ourselves in order for us to get over ourselves and get to a better place. We all want to be better a better version of ourselves. We want to be better than we were yesterday, but that does not happen. If you just stand in your shit and be like, I don't think, I don't know what you're talking about, but want to call somebody else out on this stuff, handle your business, you know, take care of you do what you need to do for yourself. And the rest, the rest will work yourself out. Okay, guys, that's all for this week. Don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Remember to join the Slaying Self-Doubt community on Facebook. Have a great week. See ya. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger. Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.